Hey, dude, in Pittsburgh, I know we knock at uh, ring doorbells. Do they knock at ring doorbells for the Eagles? <laughs> nah, you good. Yeah, what up, my dog? So, so, so. How you doing, boy? Good, yes, man. sir. My guy. Baby. What up, man? Hey, good to see you, What up, man? What's good? What's good? There's a lot of players from Georgia in the league, man. Man. Y'all got a lot of people, It's a long way from Brunswick. You know, long way. Long way. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, I mean, but shoot, man, let's let's get into it. Uh, Darius Slade Jr. Um, shoot, all pro. Pro Bowler, one of the best, one of the best doing it. First of all, man, appreciate you giving us time. Uh, we know what the season is like, so yeah. that's first and foremost. Uh, you know, we're grateful for that. For all of our people, man, who uh, have subscribed or who are viewing this, uh, please continue to like what we do. Comment. We love to read the comments. It gives us a lot of feedback. We got Freaky Freddy. We got Chan. Like I already introduced our guest, Darius Slade Jr. Shout out to Happy Dad, DraftKings. We appreciate you guys sponsoring us, and you know, we're gonna keep trying to give y'all good content. And how we start every show, like Freddie say, man, um, everybody could podcast, but not everybody could pivot. This is a show anyway, so we ain't even tripping. Uh, you know, man, like I think, you know, me and you have texted back and forth right. before and talked, and talked about different things, and one of the things I didn't really know as much about you until I started preparing for this was how close you and your mother were, uh -huh. right? How you said, you know, I finally got to give her all the things that she deserves and, and what and the way she raised you and the things she sacrificed for you. But it's unique, man. Like I had babies young, but your mom's only 13 years older yeah, than you. 13 years older than me, man. Uh, what, what was that like growing up? It was, it was uh, you know, crazy. You know, uh, you know, like my mama says, you know, had a mistake, you know, having sex at an early age. So when she had me at 13, you know, I was kind of raised with my grandma, and she was trying to understand how you know how to go to school because she still was a kid herself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, she did the best way she could, her and my father. Uh, they found a way to make it happen, man. You know, thankful for my grandma because, you know, she, she won my heart in stoves. Because mm -hmm. I, I was calling her mama for a minute before I knew who my mama actually was. But I knew my mama, but, right. you know, I just saw my grandma so much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, uh, you know, she had two grandbabies at that time, me and my little cousin, Keith. Mm -hmm. So uh, my auntie had him. At 14, my mom was 13, so she had me only 22 days apart. Sure. So, so she raising like two new, two newborns. So, uh, you know, salute to my grandma. But uh, yeah, my mom, and she found a way to pull it through. And I'm her only child, you know. So I'm her rock and soul too. So, it's a, it's a good, a great, great bond with me and her. Man, that's awesome, man. And so, like, you look at that now, and and being older, and being able to understand parenthood, having a family yourself. Do you and your mother ever have conversations of like what she was thinking, what she was going through, being so young and having a son? Yeah, uh, I asked her because I, I got myself into that position, mm -hmm. you know. So I had my child at 15. Right. So my son is only 15 years younger than me. So uh, I thought she would be mad because, you know, I feel like I was following her footsteps in some type of path. But, uh, you know, she stood behind me just like my grandma did for her. She stood behind me, helped me with my son, you know. My son, mother, she helped out, and their grandma helped out. So uh, we had a, like a great thing going on. So uh, it was a great like I honestly started believing, you know, when that time came up, like take a village to raise a kid. Right. I really understood it at age, like uh, seeing my grandma help, my daddy help, my mama, my great grandma, his great grandma, mm -hmm. you know, her family side. So it actually took a village to raise my son now. You know, man, how he uh, look up to me now? It's a blessing, you know. He uh, he in Houston right now, chilling, but. Yeah, man, it was crazy, you know. So I actually, that's where I got that saying from. Like, I, I honestly believe uh, it take a village to raise. He still kid. telling you don't get mossed. <laughs> and he be watching, man. And it be tough. It be tough for him, man. I be about to beat him up. You know what I'm saying? Cause he only want. That's the only time he want to talk about a game. He don't want to talk about it when I get a pick at night. He be like, ain't that you get mossed? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, hey, well, all right now, you know, I'm your daddy. I can go get his belt. <laughs> you a country dude, yeah. Brunswick, Georgia. Y'all, y'all have no condoms out there. Yeah. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like, my daddy said, feel good, stay in. I'm like, yeah, this is it. But hey, I started seeing what he mean by staying in, because he ended up with 
11 kids. And I ain't, I said, nah, I can't stand no more. It's done for. <laughs> you gotta get quick hips. Uh, quick, gotta get in and out. <laughs> gotta get in and out. I found out what they was after though. That's why you're so good on the field. You got them quick hips. <laughs> I was I was gonna go there where Chan went, but Chan beat me to it. But going back to your son, having him at a young age, right. you know, the relationship is tougher earlier, but that relationship gets better the older you get because you guys are actually like brothers yeah. and you can have those sort of type conversations. And him kidding you about you getting mossed, what is it exactly like? Are you more like father, son, bro big brother, little brother? You know, what's that dynamic? Sure, I try to, you know, I coach him up, teach him up, everything I know, but it's more of a, more of a father figure because I was raised, when I was raised by men, they taught me how to be a, no, a man first. Mm -hmm. You know, we hang out a lot though, cause I'm goofy, I play a lot. So he loved to do the same thing. So it's a good mixture of us, man. I, I had to learn, you know, so it was tough for me. I ain't, I ain't even changed no diapers when I was My mama was doing all that. So it's just more of a like me understanding how to be a father. It still takes me time to learn now. So I, I was thankful for guys that I had in the room with me in, in the NFL because I was still learning because my son was only five at the time when I went to the league. So, you know, I had guys, like I said, Rasheen Mathis, right. Glover Quinn. You know, uh, I still asking. I had the oldest kid in the room, and I was the youngest one. You know, so I was like, everybody be like, "Slave man, I know I ain't the perfect parent." Like, I like, dang, I've been a parent longer than most of y'all in here. But then again, you know, they more mature, more understanding, so they kind of guided me to help me with that. So they even helped too. So right. it was, it's like I said, I was blessed around with some great guys, some great men that helped me, you know, help me raise my son. Right, you guys uh, game with each other. Like, what type of things oh, do you guys man, do we, together? We get it in. Everything competitive. You know, because we still young, so I beat him in everything. He'll never beat me. <laughs> never. I don't care how old I get. Can't let him. Can't let him. And it's not going to be easy, but uh, we play, you know, Call of Duty together, Madden together, 2K together. Uh, shoot, we even flip together, you know. You know, I taught him how to flip. He know how to flip a little bit. I know how to flip still a little bit, but uh, we just we just be growing with each other, man. It'd be fun, man. It's a great experience, man. i kind of glad I kind of had him early, man, so I could grow up and and like be active with him instead of that guy that just, you know, watching him play, I can actually put my cleats on and stuff with him. And uh, you talking about maturing, talking about the OGs that helped you mature, mm -hmm. but your wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. Everybody appreciate knows you. what that means, yeah. you know? Appreciate you. <laughs> Beautiful woman, man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Thank now, you, thank you. I think they call it outpunning your coverage is what they, you know, that's the old saying there. You, know, uh, no, you, no, you outpunted your coverage. Outpunted my coverage? Yeah, you outpunted your coverage, brother. Just like, I did too. I did this. <laughs> These motherfuckers did too. We all out punting our cover, let's be honest. <laughs> like when I read that, I read that about you. You said that like she helped you mature. And I always say a good woman, right. you know, right. beside a good man's a good woman. How did Joe, how did Jennifer help you mature? Oh great, because you know, um, shoot, she had a child at an early age too herself. So uh she had his at 18, my little man Trent. So we just be chilling and like you know, when I'm at work, she know how to bond with every kid because she athletic. My son know how to relate to her. You know, my son don't really technically don't need a basketball coach, but because she played basketball, so he could teach us. So she take a lot off my shoulders, a lot. You know, I always show love. I always appreciate her because, like, it's hard to find a woman that's willing to do all that, you know, because some women these days, definitely this generation, just really want to just lay off and just play sit on up. They, play on their phone. Yeah, play on their phone all day. My wife, she don't even want to have nothing, you know, be being blessed and rich and all that kind of stuff. She don't want no kind of maid. She don't want no shell. She want to make sure she make this house feel homey, and she does a great job at doing that. And uh, I always salute her, man, because she, it's hard. I, love, I couldn't do it by myself. I was waiting to find me a lady to move in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how you shoot? Huh? How you shoot? What was the line? Man, I'm terrible. I'm like, I ain't really a good at in-person guy. I'm more of a keyboard guy. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> he a text you to sleep. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm a sli uh -uh. I'm more of a, cause my, I like my personality. My personality get it going. But uh, me shooting for that number like that, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait. Hit on the IG. Right when that's when IG just got active. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna just slide right on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, gotta get active. Get right on active. Yeah, easily. Yeah. 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 Hey, so like when when you play this game though, you, you mentioned your son talking about your son, it becomes a family affair. Right. You know, she she's gonna be dialed in. Your kids are gonna be dialed in. How have you found that balance between being an all pro an all pro corner and a family man, right? right? Because the, the work you got to put in, in off season, during the season, all of those things, that affects your family. How have you tried to find that balance in between both? Well, I had, when, I, when I first got with my wife, uh, you know, when she first actually moved in a year later, we had a talk as in like, hey man, this is required, you know? But uh, so 
I just told her, like, hey, I got a job, you know, and it go take care of the household. But, you know, I'm going to still be a father, you know. But so on my off days, on Tuesdays be my off days. I, I, I'm, I'm a family man. But uh, I did make a set to myself. I made a promise to myself. When I clock out, I'm out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I go into the facility and, shoot, I get off at 7, I'm off. You know, I'm not coming home tonight, you know, extra film. Let's, you know, I got kids at home. I got a kids to attend. Got to come play with them, come hang with them. Yeah. Sometimes I had a newborn daughter at one point in time, making sure she know who her daddy is. So I had a great understanding. So I try to get all my, job, all my work done at the facility as most as I can. And then I come home and be a family man. And I, I had to tell myself to promise myself that so I could be the man that she need me to be and the father that my kids need me to be. Yeah, so the other side of that is the all pro corner though. Yeah. And it's, it's stressful out there. Like, yeah, you got family and all that. The family ain't out there and press man, right, face to face. But you went from, uh, grew up in Brunswick, you went to JUCO, mm -hmm. right? Go to JUCO, go to Mississippi State, now you in Detroit, right? right? Kind of raw coming out of Mississippi State. Fastest, well, you had the fastest, fastest time come on now. at the 40, right? I mean, in the 40 at the combine, you also, what, you hooped in high school, you ran track, right? So you were all around athletes. Yeah, at running back. You was totally crazy. Right. Come on, now you know you was about 150. Nah, about 175. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, you, they can't catch me, I can't get tackled. So I was too fast. <laughs> too fast out there. Smooth. You know, so so you get to the league and you're in Detroit, and obviously everybody knows they don't necessarily have the greatest winning tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get there though, and you get drafted, and your mom, Stephanie, and all you guys are sharing that moment. You know, you had a baby already. What was that moment like? Because it doesn't at that point it don't matter who you're going to play for, right. but you're going to the NFL. Easily. Uh when that day happened, man, uh life changing. You know, I had all my all my family that was there at the draft day. I got invited to the con uh, draft. So uh, when I when I did it, when I got there, I just looked, got to the stage, and I realized it really wasn't about myself. You know, because all this hard work I did was really for my son. You know, if I think I had no son, I don't know what I would be doing. You know, honestly, because uh, where I'm from in Brunswick, Georgia, ain't much going on. It's a lot of ethnic fighting, gang lately. So uh, I would just. Had a son, I think God gave me a rally check with by having a son. Just like, hey, I got a son here because you got potential to do something. You got to, so I'll give you a son. So it's like he kept giving me warnings as in like to stop. So when I got a warning, I had a son. I was like, all right, I'm still cool. I got to get it right. Then uh, I, went to, I went to jail like probably a week before graduation, right before I finna go to JUCO and almost could have lost my scholarship, you know? So I'm like, dang, that's my son. So I was just kind of like bad off, um, went to college. Next thing you know, I ain't go back to home for, you know, until, really? until the league, you know. I, I came home to go see my son, and that's it. Go turn right back around. That's why I looked at that. And when I got on the stage, I thought of all them times I had to sacrifice a lot of things. I said, this really ain't my moment. It's for them, you know, because if it weren't for these guys that's on this stage with me and my son and all this, I wouldn't probably be where I was at, right. you know, because they opened my, a lot of doors for me, opened my lot of eyes. So I was too young to kind of see it, but, you know, God kept putting, like, visions in front of me of what can really happen to me. Man, what you got locked up for? Man, fighting, doing some eating and stuff, man. You know, uh, I'm real, I'm real loyal, you know. So uh, guys are getting fighting my homeboys. I'm fighting, next thing you know, I'm giving it to somebody. Wham, wham, <laughs> wham, wham. So I'm getting to them, beating them up. Next thing you know, we running. I, I, you know, I get tased, boom, took the tasers out. But my homeboy didn't fall in front of me, I would have got away. But my homeboy tripped in front of me, and he get up and get away, and I get, you know, pony put the knee on my back, I'm hot, like, come on, bro. Like, I could have got easily gone. Yeah. But, you know, that happened to me, standing there for the whole week. I'm like, bro, I was just, oh. What did that do to you, sitting yeah, in there I, for I, a I week, Even though a lot, of my, a lot of my best friends growing up was in there. So, you know, I was straight chilling, but I just sit there like, nah, this ain't the place for me. Like, heck, nah. And they think I'm a light-skinned little... Pretty boy. <laughs> like, when, I, when I got locked up one time, a dude stole my orange out of my lunch and just walked up and took my orange. Ooh, no. And I ain't say nothing. He was huge. <laughs> but it was that check of like, yeah, you bad, bad as you are, somebody out here battling. His name yeah, was Big yeah, Butch. Always. Big Butch took my orange. Yeah, always. I ain't had to worry about that. I had some guys kind of looking after me. <laughs> Big, Butch, Big Butch asked was you going to eat your cornbread? Well, Big Butch walked up. He, he went around the cell. It had a sandwich, a milk, and an orange. And the orange is the best thing in the meal. He, they, they delivered the lunches. Big Butch got up out his bunk, wore a size 14, the, the, the flip-flop one, but 12, so his toes, toes were hanging off the oh, front. Oh, he's scary. 
And he walked up and just started taking people orange out of their bag. Boom, boom. And he got to me. I opened my little bag. <laughs> I handed it to him. <laughs> you handed it to him? I got it. Hey, Y'all go. got to be easy. I can make this all for you today. Nah, not today. I'm, I'm, I'm all American. I get my ass whooped over no horn. You keep this fucking on. Yeah, it's OB. <laughs> I understand it. Hey, did you did you have to draw on some of that when you and DK got into it? Man, look, man, look. I'm talking about. I'm like, good lord, what's up with brother Day? Like, we out there getting it in. Like, I ain't even say nothing to him. I don't talk trash on the on the field. That's what I don't do. Cause it's like I respect the game too much. So I don't want to discredit nobody, talk nobody by their name or nothing. So, but uh, we out there, buddy just da da da. Next thing you know, first play, you know, he blocked me. I'm he like, I'm gonna give your ass a long night today. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of normal. Everybody want to get somebody. Yeah, DK Metcalf. That's, that's normal. Come on, you know what I'm saying? So I'm cool. I say, all right, we go, we go work. Next one, he catch the ball, you know, whatever, whatever, though. So I said, one time he blocked me, and there was a run to our side. He blocked me out of bounds. I said, damn, this little boy, he's strong as shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cuz strong, like. And so he, he heard me say that, and he said, yeah, and 55 just got you fucked up all night. So they talking about BG, Brandon Ground. So I'm like, so me being who I'm from, I'm from, ain't nobody get me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grown-ass man. You gonna talk to me like this. So I'm like, okay, he wants a whole nother match. So, the next play, he got in the slot. I said, I know it's going to be a run play because he don't know how to slot like this. It's going to be a run play. Go ahead and get my ready. So I got in my little base stance, ready to sling him off. So I, boom, he tried to jump me, slung him off, threw him. I said, yeah, I already knew it. But then I hear him growling at me, like, coming to get me. <laughs> so I turned around. All I see is him. Boom, big, big gorilla. <laughs> That's a swole gorilla. Oh, come on, come on, boom, hit me. I'm talking about over the pile and all. I said, oh, no, nah, I can't have this on. So, man, he... Man, I tried to get active, really, you know, uh, real. I was, I was really hot. Like, I really was trying to take it all the way there. The game was over with for me. Like, yeah, I already told him, I told him, I told him on the sideline, game plan up dope for me. I'm already, my focus on, like, really trying to put hands on folks right now. Like, but, you know, we, as the game got going on, we got calm, we got cool, we started talking, chopping it up a little bit, but much respect to him, we respected each other, you know, but he was just competing at a high level, but... Dang, how I compete like that, not like that. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was kind of like gone. He took me out the game for sure. He, that's the only time I ever got taken out of the game. I was hot. Oh yeah, coach, you might have to see me in because this game will get finished. <laughs> we do a lot of different things when we're young. Channing, he's cut the fool. I think he's been locked up 20 times. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting here listening, and somewhere I read that you were distantly related to uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. Yeah. In some, in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to 2020, right? right? Uh, when you traded, signed with the Eagles, same year that Amar lost his life. In that, did you did it ever? Did that take you back to, you know, your childhood when you got tased and when right. there was a lot of police brutality that year? Did that take you back? I mean, you signed, you just signed a big deal, right? right? And so many memories can come from the past, like that could have been me, or I'm fortunate and blessed to be here. His death, did it open you up and take you back to those moments ever? Yeah, it did, because of what it is, you know, uh, where my city is, it's like, it's rough part, good part. And you know, as his life go on. But uh, yeah, it just, it was just crazy, you know, because we know, all of us know him, like we all know him. Uh, his brother played, his older brother played ball with me, you know, so he was like our water boy. Him and my little brother was the water boys for the, for the varsity football team. So we all grew up together. We all played on the same Pee Wee League team wow. that came under the Titans. So it was just like a shock, you know, because he's a good kid, you know. I mean, everybody don't make the right decisions all the time in life, but he's not a harming guy. Right. And uh, for that to happen to them was tragic. And uh, it, shocked, it shocked my hometown bad, just because the kid was like, everybody knew him. It was just crazy. You know, I, I was hearing it from when I was, you know, coming in, you know. It's a lot of guys that's in the league that we all kind of, that's why all the guys that's from my hometown kind of related. You know, Tracy Walker, all of us, Justin Coleman. We all kind of like put some stuff together, man, trying to do something positive for the city after right. that happened because it's tragic and um, they all grew up together. And, you know, it just really, it just, it just hit home for a lot of folks. Right. It really did, like real big. And I mean, God's still going through it. You know, yeah, without a doubt. And you, uh, you said when you were, when you got a chance to get out to go to Mississippi State, you you stayed. Well, go to Mississippi JUCO yeah. and then Mississippi State. You stayed there. You didn't go home yeah, until yeah. after you got drafted. How about now? 
you know, knowing what you know on the, those circumstances, knowing that you can help guide those young men that are back there, how often do you, you yourself, Tracy, you guys, how often you get back to, to give back to the community? I do a lot. So I got a center at, at my hometown too. So I got a center where STEM leadership okay. for kids that uh, to go in there and learn. I got college kids that come over and teach the kids everything. The, I don't know if Chan know what STEM is. You know what STEM is, Chan? That's technology shit. Break it down. What's the acronym? STEM. Yeah. Science, technology, emerging marketplace. I knew I can count on you, boy. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't ask me, because I didn't know him all. And, uh, it's a little so like, I didn't know too much of it either, but I didn't know much of it either. But I had to learn a little bit as I did it because my my cousin who kind of helps me run it, my cousin Sean. That's his big thing about it, and um, and all the kids does that. So uh, we put that together and had a center for it. Uh, I got a football program there, a soccer program, because my cousins don't play soccer and stuff. So uh, we got a lot of stuff going on back at home. Time come there, do a lot of stuff for the community. You know, I got a, a a big play weekend. I have like a basketball tournament for the weekend for the city, uh, cookout for the whole city, and um, you know just stuff like that. Easter egg hunting. I always do on Easter weekend because that's you know that's a big weekend for the, my hometown for me. So. I did on Easter weekend for the kids to Easter egg hunt, money eggs and stuff. So it'd be, it'd be nice, man. So I, I do a lot of stuff for the community, man. And um, I think with me doing that, it comes on a lot of beef I had in high school because a lot of stuff, like uh, honestly, where my, my center at is where the neighborhood I was beefing with. So it's called uh, Dixville. They call itself Dixville. So uh, I built it over there, you know, kind of kind of show my condolences as in like, hey, man, we, we way bigger we than all together. this. We trying yeah. to come better. And a lot of the guys, kids that I used to beef with goes there, you know, uh, comes there, be active, goes to the field I got it at play on that kids, play on that field. So it's kind of good, I mean, you know, and uh, a lot of guys they always salute me too now that they see me, they make sure I'm always straight when I come home. Yeah. So uh, I just try to show appreciation, like, man, I'm way past that. I know we were kind of beefing at 16, 17, 18 years old, but we 31 year old men. We grown now. now. We grown yeah. now. Let's get these kids to where we need to get them at because uh, this, they, they, they the next generation, mm -hmm. man. They could change a lot of stuff. So, and I see that, you know, at that young age, I didn't see it, but uh, I see it now. So. We just trying to be collective, man, as a unit and just build a, a brotherhood. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? And what, what you're saying, it just hits me because I'm the same way. Like, you talking about you and uh, DK, where, yeah. man, I'm a grown ass man. We ain't going, I click, you know, yeah. the, the, trigger, the trigger hit. But that, like, what, how do you separate that? Are you saying, like, as you grow up, but you still got that in you? Right, it's I in still them. got it in me. He done, we'd have had to stop each other from fighting in different <laughs> places because somebody right. just say yeah. something slick and it run you hot. Yeah. Like, what, where is that differential of, you ain't gonna disrespect me, but I'm an all-pro corner yeah. that's known around the world Ooh. where you can't just go slap nobody in the alleyway. You can't do it, can't. Yes. You can't do it, Slay. You, you can't. can't. I, I, can't. Ain't I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you, it goes one end or the other sometimes with me. Like, I'm, ah, cause I'm so relaxed and chill. So if you push it, oh, it's up. I ain't gonna lie, it's hard to come down for yeah. me. It's hard. Cause, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm real relaxing. I don't bother nobody. You know, I can take a lot. But man, you step on that toe, boy, it's up for me still. I, I ain't gonna lie. But, <laughs> you got, but when, when I, as just, like, it's hard. As you progress, as, as a I progress, man, I, got, I got better at it for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know I, I try to board, well, I got better at avoiding the situation before it come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I see a scene going on, I see a lot of, like, like back when I was young, fighting song come on, you jumping on in the club. I'm, I'm still <laughs> here, I'm getting right. I'm still like, yo. <laughs> now, fighting song in the club. I'm like, all right, man, it might be my time to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, how the, that's how I just developed. I said, I see it coming before it happened. Like, as in, like, all right, yeah, it's time for me to dip. Like, hey, hey, baby, let's go. We don't need to get to it. It's kind of like getting to that time to get a little rowdy in here. You know, we enjoyed our little hour and a half. Because I ain't in the club no more longer. Last week, back when I was young, I'm staying to the close. Yeah. Now, I got to leave that thing two hours early. You hitting it. Come on, I'm getting out of there. I'm getting there early, probably leave early. Right, right. So, <laughs> but, but with that, you're talking about it's on, like it's on site. You're going into your third season in the NFC East, mm -hmm. and we all know how the Dallas, Dallas Cowboy fans can be. Right. Obnoxious, they gonna talk. How do you handle that? How do you handle the Cowboys fan? And, and what's up with this, with this year? Because I, pre I, I predicted them to win the division. Mm -hmm. But you know, Dak went down, right. so it's gonna be tough. How do you handle those obnoxious fans that are all up in your face? Talking to her Cowboys all, and our producer is a big Cowboys fan. She just ducked off in the corner, <laughs> you know. 
I, I saw the reaction. Right. right. <laughs> like, I saw the reaction when I asked that question. But how, how do you handle these Cowboys fans, man? Man, it's really, honestly, it's tough. I honestly didn't know how serious the beef was until I got over here. Because I'm like, all right, bro, it's not that big of a deal. It's just right. a game. But it really is like life or death over here. So guys really be just going at it. And um, man, I went to Dallas. It, it's, shoot, it's boo this, boo that. It's trash thrown at you going in the tunnel. Right. All that kind of disrespectful stuff. They know more about my life than I knew about my own self. You know, so I'm like, the boys study? they studying. Like they game planning what, what's me. The, what's the worst thing you've heard? You know, they get real personal. They start talking about my wife and stuff. You know, all this. Hey, we want your wife. Da da da. We know she all sexy. She go be at this and this and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, man, y'all tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? They talking about my son. Then um, they had a little video on one thing. I think a kid put on posted on a video about him getting mossed on one time. Your son getting mossed in the game just like his daddy gonna get done today. So I'm like, oh my. <laughs> My goodness, like they do a lot of research. So man, I, I be just laughing. I like that kind of, that's funny to me. Right. But, uh, I like that kind of stuff like that because it just be funny. But uh, yeah, it's serious, man. I ain't know how serious it was until I got over here, but it's real, it's real business. Cause when they come here, they get an earful of too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable here, bro. When I played in Washington, coming coming to Philly, I was nervous. And you know, I, know the, I don't know about the new stadium. The old stadium actually had a jail in it cause they already knew what was popping off. So the jail was at the state and they didn't want to have to drive you nowhere. They didn't want to have to bring Dang, you. They was that. like, you know what? We are going to be preemptive, not reactive. We're going to make sure we got this junk set up. But mentioning Dallas, and I'm glad Fred went there. I remember when you were in Detroit and the one thing I always say about you, you know, we've talked about it. I've tweeted it. You have zero hate in your blood. Zero. Zero. Like None. whether it's a, a good receiver, a, a good DB, anybody, like you're always like, man, I love your gamer. And I always appreciated that about you because though I could see you compete, you were never competing with your ego. Never. Right? It was always like, I'm gonna show love to whoever's getting it, because I'm getting it too. But I remember you were in Detroit, you and Dak, both Mississippi State guys, you know, you you guys trade jerseys, which is huge now. And you know, people don't like that. Right. right, like people in Detroit, like hold on, man, like this, you're supposed to be competing against this guy. But in mentioning the rivalry now between Philly and Dallas, you still want to play against the best. So when you see that go down week one, right. like what's your thought? Man, I was just like, dang, man, you know, uh, pray for him, man, because like he's a good dude, man, solid dude. Been with him at Mississippi State, even went to school with him. We got a great bond together, man, and just to see him go down because I know he, the, you know, the heart and soul of the team because he drives the engine and. uh just see him go down, I'd be like, man, you know, because I, I ain't get to pick him off yet, first of all, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm finally getting in the division, which I got at least two tries every year. So it was just sad it happened for him because, you know, like I said, I always want to compete, you know? I just like to play the game, go hard, and uh, and he one of the best game in the game. So, you know, for him to go down, it's sad because, like I said, I want to pick him off. Me and Chan was talking about it coming over here, though. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't need your best. I hope Cooper Rush out here throwing me the football. <laughs> I am I am not tripping. I understand. Hey, 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 same here. Slay, like, the one thing the it don't say by your interception is picked off a backup. Yep. It don't say it that. Don't. Nah, it, it don't. It, it don't. Hey, a pick is a pick, and if it gives y'all an opportunity to win the East, which I predicted, so I'm going to need y'all to go ahead on and do me right for TV when it gives you that chance. But, man, like, you're now at practice, and iron sharpens iron, mm -hmm. right? You, you play with one of the best in Detroit, and now you have A.J. Brown, you know, at practice and you out there with Jalen, when you get an opportunity to watch your offense, cause y'all were good on defense last year, y'all gonna be good on defense this year. When you're watching Jalen and AJ and Miles and you're seeing all the weapons you got on offense, Devontae, y'all bring Jalen Rager in. Do you kind of get excited that, you know what, we got a shot. Like, like this could be a year we could peak. Yeah, easily, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, keep it from, you know, everybody have, coaches always try to teach and tell you not like, not to talk too highly about a thing, cause that's, but, that's all I've been around. Like, hey, when you got it, you got it. You don't, you don't. So uh, we got a good squad, man. We just got to put all the pieces together, man. And with AJ coming on board, Smitty, and you know, Coach and Jalen just growing as a player every day, each and every week, man. You watch him in training camp. When I was watching, it's just like he making the checks. They trusting in him more to make the plays. Uh, and, and he doesn't it, you know what I'm saying? He's a stream, good, extremely good dude, extremely talented dude, man. He gets the job done. He get me better every day. You know, we, uh, I teach him everything I know about what corners, any kind of corners they see coming up. I watch a lot of film, so I tell him about all of them. Man, we got a sky's limit for us, man. Or if we just put the fleeces together and just go to work, it could be real deadly. Because I was telling them my, my group, we was like the 2014 Lions, you know? My defense was amazing. I had the best D-line. Had you know veteran corners, we had a veteran safety, and that's the same thing going over here right now. You know we got a great D line, 
you know, linebackers get running hit, got corners that can cover, got safeties that can do all that, then, and, you know, and the offense. And so we just got to do our part on both ends of the ball and just go at them. And what you bring up Detroit, and I want to ask, because you was a pro bowler in Detroit. You was a dog, but y'all really wasn't having no success. Right. You know what I'm saying? What goes on with Detroit? Because when I was in Miami, I always thought you got to find a quarterback. You find a quarterback, you're good. You find a, y'all had a quarterback. Yeah. Y'all had y'all had some players, but you never, you know, no. you never hit that. Like what? And even right now, Dan Campbell, your friend, yeah. we went up there. We talked to golf. We talked to uh, A. Glenn. Yeah. We talked to them boys. Mm-hmm. Like what? What went on in Detroit that just all these great players, but y'all could not get successful? Man, it had to be a lot going on because, like I said, that 2014 team we had, we was 11 and five with Caldwell. So yeah. I think that team shouldn't have been as in, I won't say as in broken up because that year the team was. We lost Sue, we lost Fairly, you know, we bring in uh, Lodi and uh, stuff like that. So it's like, Sue at that time was like, yeah, Sue. Then, you know, if you knew Nick Fairly at that time, Nick was like, From Auburn. Yeah, crazy good. Like, it was like, and then you had Telly, you had Levy, DeAndre Levy. So it's like that team kind of started breaking up as in that. And then, you know, with Sue going on, the, the inside information I heard was like, you know, they're between, choosing between staff and Sue, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to, who want to be the highest paid player on the on the team? And you know, as a quarterback, if you know if that's your future, that's good. That's who need to be the highest paid. So, I think that had a lot to do with it. But they got the it's just that we could never get right over the hump, hump. You know what I'm saying? It was just like we had the team, we had the time. You know, that's a, at that time Stafford was not. I mean, he was Stafford, but he wasn't the Stafford he was growing up. Because as in when when he lost Calvin, yeah, he became more of a quarterback mm-hmm. to me. You know, as when it was, when Calvin was there, he more of a like. Hey, Calvin's down there. Who gives Somewhere. a damn? Who <laughs> <Yeah>. gives a damn? <laughs> Chunk it up there. And, yeah. that, you know, now when Calvin left, we had Marv and Kenny. You know, next thing you know, he turning them guys and GT, all them guys into 1,000-yard receivers and making Pro Bowls and stuff because now he got to actually read the coverage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he was really zipping it. And then next thing you know, he really found out a way to be like a true, true, like, passing, developing quarterback. And now I think that was happening. I think if he would have took that at 2014, we would have been like a, a real deal, like, deep in the playoff type of team. You talk about Jim Caldwell, and I'll say it to, to people can't hear me anymore. He never should have been let go. Never should have. That, that shouldn't have been a decision that was made with what he was able to do in Detroit. And I'm gonna lie, I was sitting at the crib like, y'all act like y'all be winning. You know what I mean? Like this guy got fired and he goes nine and seven and they bring in Matt Patricia and y'all two, I'm gonna, so I can put this lightly, y'all had friction. A lot of friction. A lot of friction. And I think me and you chopped it up about a, a meeting, mm-hmm. you know, that y'all was in. Can you kind of take us through what was going on there? Because I remember when they get true fine, you was like, good, hope this speed up my trade. Yeah, for <laughs> real, man, because uh, I ain't know, no offense to uh, Matt Patricia, you know, always respectful as a, as a man. But when I was there with him, man, it was probably the worst ever, you know, as in just everything. I understood that I heard about the Patriot way, which is cool. I don't got a mind. I don't got no problem working hard. That's not an issue with me. But the issue with me is the disrespectful stuff you got to say, you know. So the first, it came with the first encounter as in when I got just done getting my first Pro Bowl, first All-Pro, eight picks, whatever. And I'm like, I'm still trying to learn. You know, I want to be one of the best. Sherm had set up a DB meeting as a DB gathering and who all wanted to come. Shoot, I was the first one there, you know. So it was me and all those guys there, me, him, Tlaib, Xavier uh, Rose, all us, you know, so I'm asking for information to get better. So when I returned back from, from that to get ready for camp, so the media asked me about it. I said, man, I, I loved it, you know, I got to learn a lot. So he brought me into his office. So I'm like, okay, what's up? Hey, uh, Slay, you think Marvin was cool with you, Sherm, that he found out you was working out with him because he's going to learn his plays and, and you want to teach him about I'm like, if he watching film, he'll know what Marv do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, I'm Sherman pro, all pro, like, what? So he's making it seem like Sherman was trying to set it all up to get game plan on us. Like, I'm like, bro, nobody care about that. Like, he watched film. So then when I came in there, when I thought all that been said, his fat last word was about me was, uh, I don't think he even in that category with Tlaib and uh, Sherm. I'm like, huh? You know, so I took that, I took it as a, like a, as a man now and got mad at it. I ain't get mad at it. This is my first Pro Bowl. You feel that way? You feel that way? I, I respect it. But how I answered that back was back-to-back Pro Bowls again. You know, let them know, like, I'm really that deal. Like, <laughs> come on, I ain't going to feel bad about you calling. You feel like I ain't Sherman uh, to leave them in that class? Cool. I got one under my belt, but before you leave, I got another one. Then you left again, I got another one. So now I got another one, too. So I know, you know, so my pro point about them was just trying to prove it wrong. Because uh, he was a guy that's always trying to down-talk you, you know. 
had me on a big old board. All he want to do is talk negative about me, but he don't want to talk about the game plays I'm saving, which is cool. But yeah, man, it was disrespectful. Very disrespectful, man. But players know what they have. You know, much like yourself, you say you want to prove guys wrong. Right. In 2013, you were drafted 36 overall, mm -hmm. but the fifth best cornerback right. in that class. You mentioned Xavier Rhodes. I think it was uh um, D Miller and a true DJ fine Hayden. DJ Hayden. Desmond I know everyone else. Right. <laughs> right. But you know, and, and I think Zay was a, a, a all pro as well. You know, what what does that do for your psyche and your confidence, knowing that and those guys are good players, don't get me wrong, they're great players. But it seems that the cream has risen to the top. I think RC would say this too. He examines players, you know, like in and out, like he's great what he does. But he would probably clearly say you're the best corner to come out of that class. It's not even, it's not close. No, I, I want to hear from him. Yeah, it's not close. You know, I, I respect all of them. You know, all the guys have played more years than me in college and stuff like that, like, you know, but I'm up there, you know what I'm saying? I, was, I felt like that going into it, you know, because, like I said, I only played really one year at Mississippi State and had, had the career I had. And, uh, but going into the draft, you know, they seen they looked at more polished than me and professional already, but my upsell was crazy high because I was just raw talent, you know, just going out there, just competing, playing at a high level, just like my mindset was beat the guy in front of me. That's all I did. And you know, without no technique or nothing, if I hey, if it, technique fails, just compete. So I ain't had too much technique, so I was just beating the guy in front of me, and that was kind of easy in college. And speaking of the draft, I think it's a great time to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings. And what DraftKings is giving us right now for this pivot, for some of our fans. It's amazing. I mean, the deal's the same, too, though, Channing. You know what $5 gets you. 200 ain't it? 200 You bet $5, $200 in free plays. All you got to do is use the promo code PIVOT. That's simple for $200? Man, come on, man. Come on there right now. Where my phone at? <laughs> but that's nothing, Channing. A couple of hot cities. You got, you got Buffalo, Minnesota. Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. A couple other to Miami. Miami's hot, but it's only available in select states. Mm -hmm. So we gotta make it happen somehow. I mean, you can do that, you can get the parlays. I think the biggest thing is this, make sure you pull out your phone or any device that you have and get DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code PIVOT, and we're trying to give you free money and bets while you're gonna waste it. But man, let's get back to the show. I need you to evaluate something for me. Mm -hmm. Monday night. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Darion would tell you, uh, don't get Moss. Right. They ain't got Moss there no more, but they got Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah, that's his guy, too. You know, like, when you, when you, like, that's that's what the match, that's what it is. Like, I'm all pro, you are all pro. Like, everybody want those matchups. When you, when you look at Justin Jefferson and what you got to do Monday night, man, how you see that matchup? Oh, man, that's tough. You know, he a good dude, man. Soft, man, he crazy good. You know, uh, it could be a tough one, man. He, I, I, like I said, I think he's probably the, you know, top two receiver in the league behind Tay. You know, it's him, it's Tay to him, you know. Uh, so you think it's Tay and Justin Jefferson? Yeah. One, two. One, two, easily. Uh, just what Justin do is crazy, man. I'm talking about route running, after the catch, finding that end zone, deep ball, intermediate routes, he does it all. He the guy you want to have on your team for a number one receiver for sure. He does it all. Uh, and he does at a high level. And he does it with a lot of swag and a lot of confidence. A lot of guys don't have that. And he, and shoot, he could take confidence out of you by you know, gritting all through the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, you got uh, to be on your P's and Q's, man. And um, you just got to be active, man. So, uh, you know, got to come out with a gate game paying against them. But I'm always ready to compete. You know, I don't back down for no challenge. And, uh, you know, we go get active. That's what it go happen. You, yeah, know, so. you, you know, the games like this, though, Slay, these are the games that people point to, right? When it, when it gets to, when it's at the end of the season and you know you know how it gets, man, we get bored in the off season. Right. So folks start ranking, folks start talking about this guy versus that guy. It's gonna be, what did Slay do against Thielen? What did Slay do against Justin Jefferson on Monday night? And it's no bigger stage, no. right? Everybody is sitting there and they're watching because you ain't got nothing else to do. Like he said, he watched this week with his son and his son go get the iPad at some point because the game was boring, Denver and in Seattle. Seattle. My son couldn't even make it through it. This is bad. I said, yeah, this is terrible football. Yeah, it's some bad football going on that night. You know, you, you get to go home last week or get to go back to where you were drafted and you beat Detroit. And so now you get this, this huge opportunity against Minnesota. How do you feel something like this sets the tone for the rest of the year for the Philadelphia Eagles? It's, it's going to be good because it's, uh, it's still setting the tone for the North. Back-to-back -back North teams. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
just setting the standard, you know, because we want to be the team to come out the north. So we're just trying to snap our, uh, our name on them. And so, well, you think about Detroit now. You're in the east now. So you I'm just saying the North as in the North. Okay. As the whole yeah, okay. North. Because we'll see him in the playoffs yeah. eventually. So yeah. uh, we just trying to do that. And then, but it go, it's going to be a battle for sure. You know, them guys, they got a good got a group of guys over there. And, you know, just seen them put a whipping on Green Bay, you know. So uh, they've been running this show for a minute. But we got we to gotta come out there and get ready to play and get looking forward to competition. And, and like you said, you, you see all the quarterbacks and your man Jalen. Because it was a it was a mid-ground of where they're going to give him the team, yeah. and they were going back and forth and figuring it out through his first couple years, and now it's his team. Mm -hmm. You see him every day. Every day. Is, is Jalen ready? He ready, man. He coming over ready to work each and every day, man. I'm telling you, first in the building. He just come out there competing. I'm talking man. Like, for another thing I heard about, about people, it's, it's hard for another man to ask another man for help. He not scared to ask for help. You know, as in, like, AKA, hey, man, what y'all did back here on this back end? Like, what, what, what made y'all do this to me? Like, what's made, he asked that question. You know, a lot of guys, this generation kind of arrogant, they don't care, but they'll, they'll figure it out on their own. But he a guy that asks questions, and he always put the team first, you know, so, because he want to put the team in the best position. So he doing what he can do. We doing on the defense side to help him try to make sure he's the best quarterback in the game. I think for us, man, like, we get it. You know, you giving us this time. You know, I, we even texted about it. I was like, bro, you don't understand, yeah. like, what this means to us, that, that we get this opportunity. You know, this is a conversation, obviously, Freddie can be more of a part of than us two, when you start to get Pro Bowls and when you start to get all pros and you become the marquee matchup, it's hard to become the man yeah, yeah. at corner. It's a position that's unforgiving. Do you ever think about matchups with guys like Justin Jefferson's or the, the, the Tay Adams or the Cooper Cups and what that means for your legacy, for your place in this game? It means a lot to me because, like I said, I like to go against the best. So every time I go out there, I try to put my best foot forward. And to go against these guys is always a blessing for me, you know, because all it's doing is get me better, teach me what my weaknesses is, my strengths is. So as every each and every week, man, I look forward to matchups, man. I be getting, like, the goosebumps. I be hyped and ready to go. Like, every day, you know, I be telling my son, like, I got this boy, I got your boy today. You know what I'm saying? Whoever he loves, he be always talking about because he want to be the offensive side of the boy so bad. So I said, I got your boy today, so, hey, you better watch it. So there's going to be a lot to learn from this film. It just be a great thing, man. Great feeling, man. Uh, just go out here and compete. And, you know, I'm doing, I got the best job in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get paid millions of dollars to go out here to play a, a kid game that I love to play. And some of the best people in the world. So uh, it just get me going. Like, I'm already got goosebumps ready, ready for Monday night. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait, though. I was going to say quick, this is about that cornerback thing, man, because I played with Sam Madison back mm -hmm. when Mad Dog was doing his thing. And he used to say, 10 on 10. Don't involve me in no <laughs> in and outs. You know what I'm saying? Don't do nothing. That was his thing. Yeah. 10 on 10. Yeah. Me and him are out of the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as a lockdown all-pro corner, will you ever tell your coach you need help? Easily. Roll the safety over here, coach. Like, you'll tell him? I'll never say roll the safety. I'll never say roll the safety. I'll tell him that, hey, coach, drop this low hell for this, for this slant. Now, I need somebody to drop for this slant. Yeah, because, yeah, boy, these boys here getting... Sliding, sliding, da-da-da, head bubbing and slant, you know? You know how much patience you got to have to have that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to mirror it. Yeah. Hey, coach, I need somebody to slant. So when he come in this middle, you smack him. And now that, he be like, all right, coach, man, don't hit me about three times on these slants, coach. You might keep me outside. Now, I'm, I'm, now, I'm, now it's my game time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I ain't afraid to ask. Heck, nah, dude, get on me. Hey, coach, low hole right now. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away because it's... You can't take away everything. Yeah, I got all this. Yeah. I got I need all somebody this. Right there. I need somebody right here. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no problem asking somebody for a little stay, stay right there with the cornerbacks. And uh, RC talked about Pro Bowls. Mm -hmm. in, in my experience, is I think it's more difficult to make a Pro Bowl in a smaller market. Right. Detroit isn't a terrible market, but you guys weren't winning. Right. Yeah. And the credit to you is you've made multiple Pro Bowls, right? Now you're in a huge market in Philly, right. a great market. Great cornerback history, Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, mm -hmm. you know, another Duval boy, and Lito Shepard, Asante Samuel, yourself. Right. You ever think about, like, you have an opportunity to be the greatest eagle at cornerback in the history of the Eagles? Man, I be thinking about it all the time, man, because I, I, I always, everywhere I went, I feel like I changed the narrative of a lot of things. So when I was in Detroit, the last cornerback they had there was Drake Bly for a long, long time. Then, you know, then I changed that. 
So then I came here, they had the same issue here. Last cornerback they had from here was Ashante Samuel. So it's been like eight to nine years until they had a Pro Bowl corner. So to come over here with a lot of greats, I mean, it's talking about the secondary, got a lot of names in that building. And just to be on that Pro Bowl wall they got in there made me feel good, you know, because I, I'm trying to change the narrative of a lot of stuff. But to be in the category, to be able to be talked about with them guys always a blessing with me because they set the tone. And uh, I always try to live up to it and, and play my heart out for it because, like I said, I want to be the best wherever I go. And no matter what year I'm in, because this how I'm feeling, I still feel like I'm 25, 26 because I can run and all do whatever I need to do. But I always try to set the tone, man. But, yeah, I for sure want to be the best to come through Philly. So speaking of the best, is the Philly subs, or do they really have the best, uh, what is it called? Cheesesteaks. The cheesesteaks. They got the best cheesesteaks. Honestly, I ain't really trying to, like, taste the best one yet because I keep hearing about these spots that really, like, I ain't going to say hole in the walls, but they all kind of like. The mom and pop joints. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're, like, here and here and there and there, and I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't go out that much to go out here that bad to find out about no cheesesteak. So I'm just chilling. I'm from the South. We really ain't cheesesteak. You really give me some collard greens and, and mac and cheese. He country. Yeah, he country. So you, you used to eat chitlins, man? No, nah, I can't do the smell and all that stuff. I can't me do the chitlins. bro. I can't, I can't, I can't do, do no the, chitlins. They do it deep down. That's all they want, though. I can't eat no chitlins. You ain't never had mine. Tempura? Tempura chitlins? That sound disgusting. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. Yeah, that, that sounds that sound disgusting. You meant to say delicious. No. What is it? Tempura chitlins. Tempura. You mean like fried. So you make, you make chitlins basically like you Asian chitlins. You make chitlins, you cut them up, and then you fry them, quick fry them. Oh, my goodness. This is coming from the same dude who just ate a bagel off the floor. <laughs> it happens, huh? My mouth my mom done been in worse places. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> 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 That's funny. It be like that. I ain't like that though. It's real what you say. You can't outgrow it now. You can't outgrow it. This is my, my, my last question, man. And Freddie got, got me thinking about it. And you speaking of names on the walls, right? One of those names is Brian Dawkins. Right. Uh, Brian Dawkins is the Hall of Famer. Easily. Um, those conversations can't start happening until you start having a certain level of success. But seeing your name on the wall along with a player like him, do you ever think of having, you know, you mentioned what it was like to stand on the stage at the draft. Right. Do you ever think about standing on the stage in Canton having your mother and your children and Jennifer looking at you as you were accepting a gold jacket? Man, heck yes, man. I'll, I'll still be just thinking of what I will say, you know, stuff like in that kind of moment. Like, man, that's, that's life changing, you know. Only but a select few going there, and uh, it's just, man, that's just like I know I'm, I already know I'm gonna be tearing out up, crying the whole time, maybe the crying the sense of being in it, but it's just like all the hard work you put in, and you get to put on that gold jacket, cause that means your hard work can go to waste. You know, you reach the, the best of your ability, you know, and and God keep continue to keep blessing, and I, and that's one of the blessings I want, you know, and I'm gonna continue to keep working hard as I can to get that, cause that's what I want to do, and I, I don't see how guys carry themselves. I've been around a lot of Hall of Famers, I've been with CJ. And you know, and and I watch him how he work, and that's why I work how I work at practice. You know, no complaints. Go there. However, the practice need to be two hours, two hour and a half long. I just go out there and go, cause uh, it pays off at the end. And guys like that, that's why they deserve that gold jacket. Is, is that is that the goal now? Cause thank bro, you got plenty of money. I, plenty, plenty. I saw your contracts. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you ain't hurting. You, you can buy whatever you want. You got a beautiful wife. You got beautiful kids. Beautiful home. Like, what's the what's the grind still for you and your mind? I play for money. Yeah. I ain't have nowhere, I ain't get nothing like you got. But I play, I swear, I, I knew every Sunday what my check was gonna be Tuesday after taxes. I do the math. You do it. I was a prize fighter. Like Floyd <laughs> told us, he was like, I'm a prize fighter, I'm doing this for money. Yeah. I did it for money. But now you got money, you're like, if you, from outside looking in, I know people got troubles right. and different things. You have an amazing life. Why do you keep grinding? Man, because I was coming on the machine, man. Rasheem Mathis, man. He's been playing 13 years in the league. And first thing he always told me is, don't worry about the money, the money go come, right? So watching him prepare when he was year 13 and he done had $25 million contract. At the time, that was a high paid corner at the time. So he done had it. To still come here and see him come in the mornings, six in the morning, early, waking up, grinding, uh, doing whatever. So I'm like, I'm asking the same thing you asking. Well, you got all this money. What you paid 13 years for? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the fact that he said, man, I'm chasing the, uh, chasing the gold jacket, like, cause I didn't put these pads and stuff on just to become a guy that kind of, you know, just get money. You know, I, I want to have a legacy for my kids to live off of, talk about, and uh, and I want the same thing for my kids. I want my kids to be able to say like, hey, my dad was in the NFL and he 
was one of the best. He was uh, maybe, you know, few, I'm praying, you know, I'll get in the uh, Hall of Fame one day. So he, stuff like that. I, I want to change that kind of aspect of that. But, yeah, the money, when I first got to leave, for sure money, was when I first got drafted, oh, yeah, I got some money. I'm chilling. Yeah. But as I got Sun Sheen walking in the door, my whole aspect changed. Like, as he just taught me and took me under the wing and just said, like, nah, it's way bigger than that money, cuz, but... Yeah, I still love my money, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 this, yeah. this is the last one for me, because we, we got to let you go. But I want to say uh, Charles Wilson, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, Darrell Reeves. And I'm going to go left real hard. Kobe Bryant. Mm. Yeah. 24. How special is that to you? Man, very special. You know, I'm a big, big Kobe fan. And, you know, I'm a big Reeves fan, big Champ fan, because Champ from around the neighborhood. Mm. You know, so I grew up watching Champ forever. But uh, 24, uh, a number, man. That's a tough number to, you know, fill a lot of shoes in. Because as soon as you put the jerseys on, you think of, think of all the greats, you know, nothing but greats come out of that number. And uh, so it's just, you know, definitely Kobe. You know, that's a heartbreak for me. I cried on my Pro Bowl. That was my second one. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, and I just got traded to Philly the, the same year, his team. So I'm like, and my mind's like, I think Lord was like, you finna finally be get a, a better look at Kobe, you know. I think, but you know, uh, thankful I already met him before. But man, that, that number there is something special, man. That's a great number, and you know, that's a lot. That's big to, to fit to fill in. I'm a huge Kobe fan too. It's the it's the one person I wish I would have spoken up about meeting, because yeah. I always felt like it's got to be a time in my life where I'd actually cross paths with him. You know, I didn't want to be that dude, like, hey, y'all can make me, let me meet Kobe. And so that is definitely uh, one of the mistakes I made in life. I remember when he passed, it was day of the Pro Bowl, mm -hmm. but I was flying from Florida to home, and I remember sitting on the, like, being on the plane, having my headphones on, with my head on the wall, crying. And I know the, the lady next to me, the husband's probably like, man, something wrong with dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, I remember that, you know, very vividly. But for us, man, pro bowler, all pro, one of the best in the world doing what you do. And now, hopefully, the world gets to know what type of man you are. And I hope that one day, man, from the, the story of the kid that grew up in Brunswick with a mother that was 13 years older than him, that had a baby at 15, that was arrested a week before JUCO, and now becomes this man, this player, this father, this husband. I think that's a story that the world can gain from, so, man. He became a dad, he couldn't even drink Happy Dad. Well, hey, well, he came 15, 15, Well, at least, hey, at least we can, man. We'll drink one for you. Cheers, man, we'll all be locked in on Monday night. I appreciate that, yes, sir. Hold up, limitless, take a stomach pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Low on me, I got the key. Only vision I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up.